Hello, Moto America fans, and welcome to this latest edition of Off Track with Brothers in Bice. I am Bice in uh, slightly cold central Ohio, and I'll, I'm here joined by Paul Carruthers, communications manager for Moto America, who is probably in, well, I know he's in, in Southern California. I imagine it's sunny. I imagine it's a little warmer than here. Paul, how are you? And I know we always do the, the weather forecast, but, you know, we got to do it this time of year because, you know, there's such a difference. We got we to gotta find out how things are going for you out there weather-wise. So what's going on? Yeah, and it it's, gets us in le- less trouble than po- politics or religion would, so... I think the weather's at least a safe topic to start with, but it's, I mean, it's, it's nice here. It's blue skies, but it's got a little chill to the air. So I actually have long sleeves on and, um, no, it's typical California Christmas time weather. And, uh, it is supposed to rain next week, which would, which would be okay. I kind of, I kind of like a Christmas. I mean, we're never going to get a white Christmas, obviously, but it, I kind of like to make sure that if we can at least get a Christmas, that's not, you know, it just doesn't feel right if you were in shorts, but so I think we're going to get some bad weather, but we'll see where it goes. So you're saying while the, most of the rest of the country dreams of a white Christmas, it, Southern Californians dream of a wet Christmas? Is that what you're saying? Well, probably not everybody, but I just think it just <laughs> feels it feels a little more Christmassy if the weather's not overly nice, you know? <laughs> but I'm probably in the minority. It's, it just matches my mood right now. <laughs> so anyhow. <laughs> um. Well, to, this week we're we're talking to a guy that's been in our paddock for a long time. I think over thirty years, and uh, we've had him on. We had him on one of the first podcasts we had, but it's been a long time since we've had him on. And he he offers a huge perspective uh, to our series just because of the uh, wealth of knowledge he has and the fact that he's been in our series a long time. So, with everything that's been going on with us, we thought let's get uh, Chuck Giacchetto on. Uh, team manager for um, Westby Racing and a guy that's been working, has worked with teams in the past, including there was a time where he worked with Team Hammer. So, and uh, I know that Yoshimura is a sponsor of Westby Racing. Uh, they use their exhaust. So I think Chuck's a great person to talk to about with some perspective on the news lately. So Chuck, how are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks an awful lot for having me on. It's always a privilege. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you being on. I always like having Chuck on and talking to Chuck because he pretty much tells it like it is. And I also like him because he mostly agrees with me. So, you know, you always want to hear somebody's <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you always want to hear somebody's opinion that's not kind of the same as yours. Exactly. You know, it makes things easier. But uh, exactly. Chuck's always I, 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 I always point to Chuck's team, which is the Westby Racing team. I always point to them as a team. You know, I get tired of these people saying, oh, you know, you, you, no one can afford to race in Moto America Superbike. It's $8 million. It's $10 million. It's $6 million. It's whatever. You know, it's, they just throw out these huge numbers that instantly is going to make somebody turned off from wanting to try and do it. And I always point to, I always point to the Westby team. I point to Kyle Wyman and I'm saying, look, this is what is possible. And they're not spending $6 million or $8 million or $10 million to do it. And their teams are perfectly capable and have won Moto America Superbike races. So I just get tired of these people that are so full of, for the want of a better word, shit, that it just, it just <laughs> aggravates me. And this week is just, I'm really, I hate to say it, but I'm really aggravated this week because... I just, I'm just, I, it's like, come on, you freaking people. Seriously, it's, they, it, they, they just, 
I, I, again, I love our fans, but but there's I, I just have to stay away from social media sometimes because they're just so uneducated about what actually is going on. Yet they're they're all in they they're all in as far as their opinions go, and it it's just aggravating. So I apologize in advance if I'm a little a little pissy. But anyways, let's let Chuck brighten the mood a little bit and and talk to us about uh, what we've got going on. Yeah. Where where to start? Where to start, guys? Well, what what was your initial impression when when you heard the news that uh, that you know Yoshimura? Let's get something straight. Suzuki is still involved. They've just chosen to put their involvement with Team Hammer instead of Yoshimura. So people that have said Suzuki's pulled out, that's inaccurate. So let let's start with that. And and what was your initial reaction to the news of? Team Hammer getting the major Suzuki su- support for road racing in, in Moto America. Um, well, I mean, it's it's hard because I I want to be honest with you guys, uh, and I will be, but it's it's difficult because I know both parties involved, um, or all three parties involved, two of which, um, you know, I've worked for John and Chris in the past uh, and and enjoyed some success over there. And of course, we've had a very successful relationship with um, with Yoshimura, and uh, you know, I know I know Pat over at American Suzuki, and I'm I'm sure that um, much like uh, everything else that's going on in the world and in the motorcycle racing, that the changes are happening for a reason, and you can look at it as a negative thing, uh, and you could look at it as a positive thing. I see the negatives and the positives in it. Um, I'm bummed out because truly one of my mentors in the sport uh, will not be in the paddock on a on a very regular basis. I don't want to say he that Don and those guys won't be there or won't ever be back. I I don't know that. I would love for them to be there. Um, but I am also really uh, proud of the fact that Suzuki passed it on to to John and Chris and the rest of the fellows over there because I do believe that they're deserving of having their program enhanced. Um, and you know we went through a similar thing uh, with this with. Uh, with uh, Yamaha Motor Corporation. And, um, you know, most of, I shouldn't say most, but from what my knowledge is, some of the presidents have come in and out of these companies. uh, And they're on a a semi-logical rotation. And each one of them has a different vision. Obviously, this batch of presidents or administrations, if you will, within the manufacturers are what we would call bean counters, or they're like, hey, you guys need to go straighten this shit out. You know, we're, we're hemorrhaging money here, we're hemorrhaging money here. You want to go racing, you need to cut the fat and get down to here. So, Suzuki, I think, much like Yamaha, could have said, mm, we ain't doing shit. And that would have been a real problem. They didn't, they transferred power. Uh, and they transferred budget, obviously. I don't, I'm not privy to the inside parts of the deals, and nor should I be. But I'll tell you, I think YMUS is really proud and happy to have uh, Richard Stamboli in attack over there uh, with two great riders. I think they were really proud of Chuck Graves uh, and those guys when, when, when they worked with them. I think Yamaha is obviously pretty happy with uh, our team, with Westby Racing, because they did um, offer us some support this year, which they've been very generous with. And I think the same thing can be said with what's going on over at uh, Suzuki. And um, it's a new beginning um for for those guys at team hammer um but only to a certain extent they know the product really well they know suzuki's mo real well they know what they want 
John and Chris have delivered countless championships. Um, you know, from a again, from a personal side, I think it's a bit of a bummer, but I'm I'm kind of indifferent about it. You know, uh, I am thrilled that Suzuki is 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 um, is spreading the love out a little bit. Um, and in a very strange kind of way, uh, being as though we're trying to get new people into the support, I'm sorry, into the sport, maybe, just maybe, in someone's mind, they'll go, well, that team isn't going to be there. I think I have a better chance of coming in in the money now. Maybe I'll just get out of Superstock or get out of Twins and, and go there. Um, they see the field lessened, so they may feel as though they have an advantage. Whatever the situation is, um, I don't think it's a kick in the pants to Moto America. I don't think it's a kick in the pants to anyone except the fellows over at uh, the fellows and ladies at, at Yoshimura. I, I just don't see it as a as a terrible negative. Even if you look in the World Championship uh, at World Superbike, the majority of the teams there are not factory supported teams. You know, so I know that's a long-winded answer to a fairly simple question, but I, I don't know, man. I'm going on either 34 or 35 years. I've seen some ebbs and flows, and I think it's, it's natural at this point. And I think if people just hold tight and just relax, everything will be just fine. You know, the sky was falling when DMG took over. The sky was falling when we had eight superbike riders on the grid. People love drama, including myself. Right. I think social media is, is, is wonderful, but it's horrible in the same light. You know, it does us all wonders, but boy, it sure can crush us down to rubble. And right now, we see a little bit of rubble. You know, we're, we're in the rubble, I think probably for another week or so. And, and a lot of people don't know exactly what they're doing. I know a lot of folks are going to go racing. They just don't know what they're going to do yet. And, and they're not as fortunate, let's say, as a team like ours who had our plan well laid out for more than a year now so yeah i mean i'm i'm in agreement with you is in that i feel the same way um it, it i i'm 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 sad for the yoshimura guys and i'm gonna miss them because i mean they've been around they've been doing this long longer than i have but they've always been there so i feel for the guys in the shop i feel for dawn um so it's difficult because you know you're, you you feel for these people but then you're you know you're happy for the people that that end up getting the team but uh, so it's I'm kind of with you on that. It's kind of it's it's just a difficult situation because you're just kind of in limbo about how you feel about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that that's a good point you bring up, you know, that might give uh, it might give some hope to some other people that are like, OK, we're not going up against the mighty Yoshimura. Or we're not doing this. Or we're not doing that. And this might it might make them feel like they've got a better have got a better chance uh, for, from your standpoint, though. It's like you just mentioned the fact that you guys have had your plan and you're going forward with your plan at this point in time that that seems like a real advantage to me because you guys have even been testing motorcycles where these other guys are just trying to figure out what they're doing so good on you for that yeah i mean it's different because i have the luxury and i will say it's a luxury that that guys like trig westby have given me to to or not even me given us the whole team you know, I don't know when this thing's going to end. For me, I hope it ends, you know, at the end of my career when I, when I, can't, when I can't do it anymore. And I think Trigg would like to do it as long as he can. Unfortunately, things happen and, and times change. 
But I think people read into certain things too much. And I didn't go to school to be a lawyer or go to college or anything like that. This is all I've ever really wanted to do. So this is my focus. Now for John or Tom or Ronnie, they may have gone to school to be a dentist or to be an accountant or something like that. And that's their lifestyle and their mainstay. They may have three or four children. I'm not saying this is a negative. That's kind of their problem. Because I know a great, a great pitcher or a great quarterback, football is Tom Brady's life. No matter what he says about Giselle and his kids, football is his life. And then the family comes second, as far as I'm concerned, because he wants to achieve greatness. And to a certain extent, everything in my life has, become, has been put into the back seat for this, and I don't mind it. I'm just fortunate enough to be around people that understand it and are willing to come along for the ride. A lot of people say they don't have the money for the sport, but they're, they're driving really nice cars. They have exorbitant things in their lifestyle, and that's okay, but you got to pay to play. And it, I don't know where people get off thinking that nobody pays to play. And if they really knew the ins and outs of some of the things, not just in our paddock, but even in the world championship, you'd find out that way more people are paying way more money than you think they are. And they're just sacrificing more. Um, and let's face it, this is a very, very expensive sport. I mean, you, you, you could be a fisherman, you could be a checker, checkers player, a chess player, anything you want to do like that. There's very few things that you can do and be great at and be recognized and make money where you don't have to invest yourself. And, it's, and, 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 and money is a big part of it. But also the, 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 the fortitude and the willingness to push forward. I don't, I don't worry about, I, I mean, I worry about the program every day and I worry about where we're going to be every day. But I know, at the very least, if this whole thing folded, I have a truck and a trailer, I have a guy that wants to ride, and I know I can get enough money to pay the guys and go do it. We might not be showing up in the nice trailer and truck that we have, but we're going and we're doing because it's what I want to do. Until I can't find people to go do it with me, that's when I'm screwed. So I think you really have to look at how, you know, like Wayne Rainey says, how bad do you want it? Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, Chuck, one of the things that seems to be a pretty big misunderstanding among, you know, we're talking about some of these so-called key, keyboard jockeys, but people that have commented is, you know, a lot of people think it's a, it's a fait accompli that, that Tony Elias and Josh Heron are not going to race in our series next year just because they were associated with Yoshimura. And we've tried to drive home the point that la they they were contracted and paid by Suzuki the same way that Jake Gagne and Cameron Bobier are paid by Yamaha. So there's nothing that says that Tony and or possibly Heron would, would race for Hammer. I mean, last year... They had Jake Lewis, so we're talking about three riders with what we think are three are two spots. Um, we don't know how it's going to go, but there's nothing that says that Tony's not going to continue riding a, a Suzuki Superbike, right? Well, there's a couple of points here. Um, first point is, as far as I know, from what I've been told, Tony has a, a, another year on his contract. So I would imagine that they would offer him a ride somewhere, or they would buy his contract out. I think with Suzuki winning a championship. I mean, look, if I didn't have a rider and we were in this situation, I would look at either one of those riders. Why wouldn't I? They both won championships. Right. The, the other thing that's, that's foolish, in my opinion, is to think that both of these guys were abandoned. Because I'm telling you, both will be on the grid. I would be very surprised if they weren't. Josh Heron, for instance. Everybody's worried about Josh Heron. 
The only guy that should be worried about Josh Heron's Josh Heron. And he's hustling <laughs> and he's trying to bust a move and he's going to be on the grid. I don't care if it's on something that's duct taped and bondoed up. He's going to be out there and he's going to do it because that's what Josh does. And he'll be great for the series, just like he always is. And you know, Tony's going to be there too. Some way, somehow, these guys are not going to be left behind. Um, I think if either one of those guys joined any team, they could bring a lot to the team and elevate the level of said team. So, again, people say this about football players. They say it about hockey players, news networks, everything. I mean, look what Wayne and Chuck and, and, and you guys have done, right? You've once again elevated the sport where others couldn't. So I think it's about having the right people in the right place at the right time. I'm not terribly concerned about those guys not having rides. I want them to. I mean, look, both those guys pretty much beat the shit out of us last year, but I still want them mm -hmm. there. I mean, it, it's important because if there isn't a race, let's just say we had 30 superbikes on the grid. I got to be honest with you. I still see guys like Tony, Josh, and Cam leading the way. I fully expect Matthew to be in that mix. I fully expect Gagne to be in that mix this year. I fully expect Lewis to be back with them four and to be in that mix. And, you know, somebody we haven't mentioned is Bobby Fong. And John and Chris have a very good eye for talent. They know what they want. I believe they have a good plan, uh, and they hold it close to their vest. So I think the sky is falling thing is something that happens every year, uh, and we need to learn how to deal with it and not be so reactive. I mean, think about what Espoleta's thinking about over there, you know, Carmen, in, in the World Championship. I know with Quattararo and, and Mir and all these other guys coming up, it's wonderful. Those guys are going to shit themselves when Valentino Rossi leaves. I mean, yeah. they, they just are. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? He's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. They thought it was such a blow when Jorge left. I, I personally am not a Jorge fan, so I don't think they're going to... In my opinion, they're, they're not going to lose any followers because of that. But they're going to lose some followers, you know, if, if a, a fan favorite like, like Rossi leaves or... You know, it's just, I think it's the, the perception that some of these riders and team members throw off. You know, more people are upset about, about Zarco <laughs> getting, getting any kind of support after the shit he pulled. Uh, you know, he, I don't think he has any fan support besides some people in France, right? But you mm -hmm. get some other guys and they just still toe the line and, 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 and do whatever they have to, to to make sure everything happens. So... Again, I don't think our series would be as great as it is if there wasn't some of this drama as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, to that point, do you think that um this maybe we could equate this to even a couple of years ago? I mean, we we saw the the cult of personality that Josh Hayes had and has and I mean, he he left the series uh still hasn't really retired and is still around and is certainly going to be around from a coaching point of view or maybe still riding or a team ownership, co-ownership type thing. But the point is he's not on track on super, on a superbike like he was. And I mean, the sky didn't fall when he left. I mean, every, there were other personalities that stepped up. Do you think that's similar a little bit? I mean, I know, I, I think Josh will admit that he's, he's not, doesn't have the cult that, that, that Rossi has, you know, if you equate the two series together, but he did have a huge following. So we didn't fall apart. Would you say that's right? Well, I, no, we didn't fall apart. But also, I think you need to look at it like, what more besides, and I shouldn't say besides because it's not like it's a small feat, what more besides um, the win record and championships does Josh need to complete his career? 
So right. I think his career probably ended a year or two earlier than he wanted it to. Right. Um, but Josh, Josh is also moving on to the next chapter in his life, which thankfully involves motorcycles. Um, so I think if you, you know, with no offense to Tony, I mean, he's been, he's been around the block. So he's obviously in the twilight of his career, you know, uh, um, where somebody like a Heron still has a lot of mileage left in him. A Gagne does. A Skoltz certainly does. I mean, that we, we still don't know. It's very bizarre working with Matthew because he shows some, some, some really brilliant um, promise. But until you have everything together as a package, you don't know. And I think there's so much that Matthew can do still he hasn't accomplished and we haven't accomplished as a team for him. Uh, you know, you, it's how much does the guy have left in the tank? And I'm not saying Tony and Josh uh, Hayes don't have anything left in the tank, but we've seen what they are. They're proven, they're journeymen, they're hard workers. There's got to be a, there's got to be a change in things. I, I was upset when Roger Clemens retired, you know, I'm going to be upset when Tom Brady retires, but there's, a hundred guys in the NFL that aspire to be like Tom Brady. Why, why can't it be the same with what we're doing? There has to be some aspiration for younger guys and for guys to slide into these uh, teams and into these seats. And, uh, you know, it's again, I think social media has made it even more of an emotional roller coaster than, 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 than it, than it is. And, and by God, if you heard it on the internet, uh, it's got to be true, even with what I'm saying, right? I'm, I'm, not, I think I'm being factual to to my beliefs, but they may not, they may not be in line with with anybody else. Right, hundred percent. I mean, there's a lot of talk, and we've even maintained. You think about last year. I mean, I talked to Jake Lewis a while ago, and he said, you know, he didn't sign his contract with Hammer or with Suzuki last year until February. So, you know, it's, there's a process involved. It's just that people are more up in arms this year, I think, than they, than they were last year, maybe, and expecting more to happen, but the process still has to be followed and gone through, right? Well, I think so. And I mean, I was a little, you know, I know where Jake is because we went through this with, with Dane when we, when he was alive and we were trying to get him a seat before we decided to do our own thing again. It's like, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. And then blam it happens and it's no surprise to anybody i in my heart of hearts believe that jake's em uh yeah jake's empty whoa uh jake also is a great writer uh i think that jake lewis has proven himself i think he's shown great perseverance with his career um i think he has an excellent platform with the crew that he has over at uh over at m4 uh and i think he'll have a ride there i could be wrong but if he doesn't have a ride there he'll have one somewhere else um i i I just think that people need to have a bit more faith in their abilities um, and a bit more faith in the series. I, I know that's easy for me to say because I am still collecting a paycheck and my contract is renewed. His isn't yet. But there's been some instances, you know, I won't mention by name, but, you know, you said February he signed his contract. I know guys and teams with manufacturers that didn't even have deals signed then. They were well into the mm. season before the stuff got signed. And, you know, you and I don't know what the hell goes on in a boardroom or with budgets or sliding scales or any of that stuff. We only know what's reported, you know, and if, right. if we were in the in the back room, I mean, who are we to divulge? It, it's all sensitive information as well. I mean, uh, I think we're leading a lot 
to to the imagination here. And and again, I think that's good because it builds hype, but it also builds, you know, some negative stuff as well. Everybody can see. It's easy to see the negative these days, unfortunately. Um, it's a little harder to see the positive. But on the other hand, for instance, like what's going on in the country right now, I, uh, I, I think that um, for me, the changes in this country have been very positive over the past few years. Others say they'd like to leave and go live somewhere else. I say to them, go live somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I work right across the street from a Home Depot. If I didn't like this, I go over there and maybe I stock shelves or something. You know, I mean, I just don't know what anybody owes anybody at this point. Right. Yeah. And as far as the social media thing goes too, I mean, I always try to tell myself this when I, when I start to get a bit pissy with it all, but, um, you know, it, if nothing else, the fact that they're engaging on our social media channels, at least they care enough to have an opinion, whether we like it or not. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, it would be worse for us if nobody commented on any of this stuff. So we got to keep that in mind as well. I have a, a question for you, Chuck. Um, it, it's not it's not accurate that adding and you would know this it's not accurate that adding a second rider doubles your budget is that true that's a true statement okay i mean there the, so you there's obviously an addition of there's an addition of bike and parts and crew but a lot of that stuff's already built in when you have one guy you've still got to get to the races yeah the most important part of the deal uh financially of course is infrastructure Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is the main one of the main reasons why Westby Racing has only ever had one premier rider is because of the infrastructure. Uh, I know that Trig would like to have multiple riders if the right situations arose. And I think what that means is, oh, if a sack of money shows up, then we're just going to go hire another guy. That's not it. Um, I I'll let you in on a little. Little. Uh, little tidbit of information you know there's been this rumor going around that we might be in a tractor trailer next year and as as, as glorious as it would be we don't know if it's going to happen yet we'd, we'd love for it to happen that being said there's an added expense in that and with that added expense i could go to my sponsors which i've done and said look we can have a bit more signage for you a bit more activation if we go this route a lot of the sponsors have come back to me and said, you know, A, we really love the fact that you guys are the underdog and you show up on that smaller trailer. I go, okay, the trailer's busting at the seams, but, you know, I, I, I do, I get that. I don't mind being the underdog and the little guy by any means. But there's also a, a thing there with Trig where he says, I want to win. And show me that we can constantly and steadily be up front and then I'll throw you guys even more of a bone. So I don't think it's a case of just finding the money. Say we found the money and we could run two riders and we could have a tractor trailer. If we were not prepared with the infrastructure, we would look really bad. And frankly, I don't think we're ready for two riders. When we are, it'll be completely evident because we've had people from overseas that have asked us to put them on and they have had significant amounts of money significant stuff that you don't toss your nose up in the air at but who do i get for another crew chief right. who do i get for another data guy um one suspension guy can certainly handle them uh who do the who who are the who are the mechanics um you know they go oh my god there's so many guys out of work but the guys who are really out of work uh, who didn't keep pushing they, they've all gone somewhere else 
and they've all done something, and now they're behind the curve a little bit. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a real double-edged sword. I know Moto America would love to have more transporters in the paddock and love for us to have another rider at least. One thing I can guarantee is that we're going to be here for a while, at the very least, with what the program that we have, with one really strong rider in Superbike and probably a Junior Cup kid. Um, so when the time is right, and when things are ready for us to mature and take it to the next level, I think you'll see that happen, and, and there won't be any big dramas about it. It'll just be the next evolution. And I think as you guys saw this past year, our evolution was a little bit like a rubber band. We'd make some great strides, and then we'd kind of slack off. And then we'd make some great strides, and then we'd slack off. What Trig and the rest of the team wants is to see some consistency in our program and have a really good plan and a formula so that we can have it all down on paper and then move to the next level. I'm not saying we need to win a championship before the team expands. We just need to be realistic because that could be a huge bonus. And to be honest with you, if it went wrong, it, I mean, it, it could make Trig go, hey, uh, we're all set. And, and never mind Trig, what about the guys at Yamaha? They said, this is what we're doing for you. This is a good plan. And the reason we gave you this plan is because, or gave you this support is because of the plan that you have. If I went back to Keith McCarty and Tom Halverson and the other head over there and went, hey, we're going to add blah, blah, blah. I think they really would go, have you guys lost your mind? What, what, <laughs> why, so tell me, why are, you, why are you doing this? Are you putting a bunch of money in your pocket? No? Then why are you doing it? Keep your eye on the prize. You know, keep your eye on the ball, keep your eye on the prize and keep moving forward. Master what you have right now and that, that to me is more important than just having some other guy on a bike riding out of our stable to to be frank well and as as you know from a moto america standpoint the paddock looks a lot nicer when you've got semis in there but i'm of the belief that i think there's people in the paddock that have semis that have maybe put their resources in a semi before they've put their resources in the team and the team's actually what would get them the results on the racetrack. It's not pulling up in a semi. And I mean, I know this to be true. I mean, I know things were different back then, but at least the first, if not the first two world championships that my dad and Kenny Roberts won were one out of one out of the bo back of a box truck, a box van. Um, mm. And they, they toured <laughs> yeah. Europe. They had my dad. They had two really good mechanics and... They had a Japanese engineer at some point that would step in. I don't even think the first year they had that help and, and they were able to win world championships. Why? Because they weren't spending the budget on a big truck. They were spending the budget on having the right people in place to get the best results. It's like, would you rather have a semi or in this day and age, would you rather have a semi or would you rather have that electronics guy that's a wizard that knows how to get you results on the racetrack? And I mean, I think that's a no brainer. So I actually appreciate the fact that the Westby team spends its money, I believe, wisely in an effort to get results without worrying too much about the size of their truck. Well, the other thing is, is, you know, there's, there's two sides to this and a lot of people don't, um, a lot of people don't know and they, and they don't understand. And, and, and even if they knew the truth, they wouldn't, uh, they still wouldn't understand. But, um, a lot of people that I speak to, or that I should say speak, think that Trig Westby is some kind of a sugar daddy, that, he's, that, that he can just do and buy and do whatever he wants. That is not the way that guy is. Trig is um, a very frugal, um, 
uh, guy uh, in general. Uh, he's very generous to the people that are loyal to him, don't get me wrong. And when I say very generous, I don't mean in a monetary fashion. That's, that's a personal thing. I mean, with the opportunity that he gives us year after year, that's where I'm saying he's very generous. And he's giving us an opportunity to prove ourselves. Essentially, the Westby team is a stock that's traded in, on Westby Wall Street, right? So this guy takes care of his money, makes sure he has it, delves it out along with the sponsors to make sure that we are staying on the path. If we come off that path, he certainly lets us know. I, I, there's just more to this than spending money. And, and I can tell you, I've known a lot of people to come in here and totally spend way more than we do. And they're for here for two years and, 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 and gone. I, I don't see a tremendous amount of that right now. This is, tw you know, about 20 years ago, there were some teams that came in. And you want to talk about dropping coin. I mean, they spent millions. Right. Two, three years, gone. Because they think you can buy your way into it. They're, they're, you can buy your way onto the grid, but you can't, you can't buy the result. It, it, it's just not like baseball or football. It, 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 it's just not. There's so many more moving components to it. Um, you know, personalities, all, all that stuff. So I think people need to realize that there's a lot more to this road racing game than meets the eye that's on social media. And you got to click, click certain boxes and dot I's and cross T's is just, there's just so much more to it than, 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 than people realize. And it's not some fantasy or, or, or guessing. I mean, Trig really likes to work off of definites. You know, I, I made the case. I said, look, I think if we get a tractor trailer, first of all, we're going to have a much better presentation for our activation, which is super strong, probably the best in the paddock. And our fan base is growing. And he goes, well, great. Uh, is there enough of a fan base? Uh, are there enough Westby wing warriors to pay for the transporter this year? Man, I don't think we're quite there yet, Chuck. And I said, you know what? You're <laughs> right. I've never, I've never tried to sell you anything. So I'm not going to try and sell it to you now. He, he, Trig is a very calculated guy, and he has, as far as I'm concerned, uh, two, if not three, of the best uh, financial uh, advisors that run his companies for him, and they also run Westby Ra Racing. Um, they're the, the, the meat and potatoes of it, if you will, in, in Tulsa. So it's like, it's, it's just not some guy who's got a bunch of money throwing it around, and I think you know, I don't want to talk about him because it's not in our genre, but I think the same thing can be said for a guy like Tim Estenson. You know, he's not just some guy who showed up with a bunch of money. He really does have a plan and he's executing it well. And I think he'll have some staying power uh, over there in the dirt track series and whatever other discipline he decides to go in because that guy didn't hit the lottery. I mean, I don't know his exact story, but his money, I believe, comes from him working and nurturing it and doing the right thing. So, Again, when you have a, a real businessman as the owner, things are, things are different. And I'm, you know, Trigg doesn't always tell me what I want to hear, and he doesn't always give what I want. But generally when I'm asking, it's for some, if, if I have to go back to the well mid-season, it's for some selfish thing. You know, does this really make a difference in the program? No? Okay, well, let's keep moving. So I think that's one of the reasons why we have staying powers because everything is very calculated and our program has gotten bigger and bigger every year because of it. Um, our results this past year were not 
as good as anybody wanted. But you know what? Should continue the spending over the winter, and we're going to have more information, better parts on the bikes. Uh, we've got some new, uh, I shouldn't really say better parts on the bike, more refined parts on the bike. Um, going back to the drawing board with some things that, that, that we designed. Um, it, 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 it's just a good, healthy thing to, to be a part of when somebody has, a, 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 Trey has a, a set of reins and he can rein us in really quickly and easily um, without much force. And that, that's nice. Everybody here is pretty much on the same page. And I think that's what makes the team uh, complete compared to other teams as well. So, you know, it, it, the money doesn't hurt, but you got to have a, a realistic vision. But, you know, Chuck, I want to talk about a little bit about Westby Racing. And I'm not trying to diminish Trigg's part in this whole thing because he is Pops. He's he's the man in charge and, you know, the the the, the one with the, the lion's share of, of the money. But you had mentioned about activation and you, you are correct that the activation that Westby Racing does is very outstanding and, you know, be better than, arguably better than factory teams. And there are a lot of partners and sponsors in that team that, you know, are elevated by the racing and the social media and the message that's getting out about those brands. And, you know, there's money involved in that that supports the team as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more than just Trig Westby's money. And, and again, I'm not trying to diminish that, but one of the things I wanted to talk about with that is yeah is is you know five years ago when Westby got involved more than five years ago when Westby Racing got involved with uh, um, Yamalube and Yamaha in general when Dane was was racing still and Yamalube was a title sponsor of the team and really uh, you guys you guys activated and elevated that brand more than the factory team because their title sponsor was Monster Energy. Yam, they had Yamalube stickers on their bike, but, you know, people knew the Yamalube bike as being the Westby bike. So that's changed. Uh, now there's still an involvement with Yamaha. The Yamalube brand is not, you know, huge on the side of the bike anymore. Um, and I even saw earlier this week, it was interesting that Yamalube had said via social media that their Yamalube USA social media handle was going to go away and it's going to be just part of Yamaha M Motor USA. So I think it's all part of the integration of that brand. But you guys continue to work with Yamaha. There's a, there's another team in Attack Performance that is you know got uh, uh, let's say factory paid riders. Um, but Richard, it's Richard's team. Richard runs the team. Um, where do you think your uh, relationship with Yamaha is now? And do you think this is going to level the playing field a little more, uh, or do you think where do you think the whole thing stands? Because you've seen a lot through your relationship with Yamaha over the years. Well, to be, to, to, to be sure, when our relationship first started, let's just rewind the clock for just a quick second. Um, okay. Yamaha, to, to me personally, uh, with Keith McCarty and Tom Halverson, and we'll just throw Steve Rounds in there too because he's always been a tremendous supporter of our program. Those guys have always helped us. Um, Keith McCarty is actually the one who made the call to Trevor Kemp when he was with the uh, customer service group and, and got the main attraction to us. And, and, and to be certain, our job when we rode under the Yamalu banner was to activate and promote that Yamalu brand. That was first and foremost. Winning and running up front was second, very close second, but it was a second. When, when you have a situation like you do with uh, 
let's just say because it is Richard's team now, that is the uh, Monster Energy uh, Yamaha Attack Racing Program. So their job, I would imagine, the way their contract is worded and the way the feelings are in talking to those guys, is that winning is the number one source of activation for them. And I, I appreciate that and I respect it. They have a budget that they work off of that is culminated between all of their sponsors. We, on the other hand, are not, do not have the presence that they do and do not have what they have financially. So it's very important for us. Yamaha obviously wants us to win and obviously wants us to run up front, but we need to activate the rest of our sponsors as well. That's really, really important for us. We are not at the pinnacle yet. I mean, we are involved in the pinnacle series at the highest point, but we are not, the, our team is not at the pinnacle yet. And that's something that it's, it's, it's not a bad thing because there's only one way to go when you're all the way up there and that's back down the other side. Um, <laughs> I know that Richard is, is obviously uh, wanting to, uh, through winning, you'll activate the uh, Yamaha brand. Uh, you'll activate the, uh, the Monster Energy brand, uh, which is already just out of control, which is great for them. I'm glad they have it. Uh, but the other thing Richard's going to want to do, uh, and he will do, is activate uh, attack performance uh, racing parts. Um, and it is important to him uh, that the general customer uh, can get the same part and the same result by using that part. Um, as uh, Jake Gagne and Cam Boubier, I'm sure, will, will, will prove or try to prove. So I think where, for me, the, our main job, as far as I'm concerned, for me personally, uh, with Vanessa and Alonzo is to make sure that our sponsors stay happy. Yeah, I, I, I want us to win and I want us to do good and it's so, so important. Um, but the rest of the team uh, can do that. And, and they don't need me, uh, you know, yeah, I got boots on the ground, but, you know, they're, they're, I know everything that's going on, but I'm not involved in it up to my waist. And I think that's a good thing because I wouldn't be able to do my job effectively if, if I, if I was now last year, I'll admit I, I was in, in way over my head. I was involved in things I shouldn't have been. Uh, so some parts of the program lacked and that was my fault and we're correcting them and, and, and we're going to be bigger and better this year. But to get back to the activation, um, let's, let's take Yoshimura, right? So now we're the number one Yoshimura team. Okay. Well, what is, what, what does that mean? That means that we will carry that flag for them in a bigger fashion in a much bolder fashion. We will activate them even more heavy. What will Yoshimura get out of it? Hopefully some really good numbers and some good advertising and sell more pipes and sell more service. The fact of the matter is this, our deal will probably be unchanged with them this year. I won't divulge what the, what, what the perimeters of our deal are, but just because Yosh went away doesn't mean that there's some big budget that's going to come sliding in. But I will tell you because of the faith and the generosity that Yoshimura has has brought to this team that we will promote them like they're the title sponsor no different than any other of our large sponsors there there there's there's a, a, a you know for instance I asked the guys at YMUS hey do you think I could use that do you think I could use that if Richard's not using it could I use this piece could I use that piece and they go yeah but you know it's got monster energy all over it and if you wanted to cover all that stuff up it's going to cost too much money so you might as well just go get new of your own I'm sure that they would love to have Monster Energy splattered all over our bike. 
but it doesn't matter because if we don't finish where we're supposed to, it's going to devalue monster. So keep it inclusive and do what they're doing. You know, don't, don't, don't make it bigger than it has to, to, to be, essentially. Now, with Yosh walking, uh, I wouldn't say they're walking away because they're not, but with the team not being present, Yoshimira obviously needs to make sure that people understand that they're not going anywhere. And we're going to make sure of that uh, with some extra heavy activation and things of that nature. And we're doing it regardless of the size of the program or the budget or anything like that. You need to do it to move forward. You need to do it to show thanks for what they've done in the past. Um, and, and in regard to the Yoshimir deal, who the hell knows what's going to happen? How, how do you know they're not going to have some windfall and in 2021, they're back with a Honda. They're back with a BMW. They buy customer right. bikes from Yamaha like Tenkade did, like GRT does. I don't, who the hell knows? I think, I, I can tell you that the owners of Yoshimira uh, Inc., really, uh, that's what this company was founded on, right? I mean, uh, everybody says Don's at the end of his road, and I don't know, man. Maybe this gives him a whole new, a whole new uh, breath of air and a different perspective to work for a year, uh, find some resolutions, and uh, come back out and smoke everybody on some oddball brain. Who, who the hell knows, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I know I got off topic there, and I apologize. No, but that's it, okay. It, it, they still want to sell exhaust pipes. They still want to sell exhaust systems and service, Chuck, is what you're saying. They're not going to leave the paddock because they have a vested interest in selling their product, right? That's what you're that's saying. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right, and okay. and 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 it and it and it and it's a I, look. I don't want to 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 place two companies at 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 odds, but Yoshimira has been around for a long time. Uh, they they are essentially the New York Yankees of our paddock. Um, they're always trying to one up someone. They do most of the time. Uh, they generally always have a stellar lineup. They always make it to the playoffs, if you will. They're never too far out of the uh, out of the. Uh, you know, never too far from the podium, if if off the podium at all, and uh, you know, you just don't wipe that slate clean uh, uh, and and boohoo and move on. Because if that was the case, they'd have done it several times over the past decade and a half, where where uh, things changed. They had to build their own bikes. They didn't have works bikes from Japan, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they roll with it. I think right now the timing of of things is the biggest issue. It's if you want to go racing with uh, in a very small program, you can get something worked out. If you want to keep the infrastructure that they have over there with the players they have over there, you need to find some money real quick and find some bikes that are really good really quick. Um, otherwise, you come out and you go to the plate and, you know, you're, it's a swing and a miss. And I, that's what those guys are not about. Um, I'm glad that, 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 that Yosh has the, the confidence in us to, to, to carry the flag. Um, we're honored to do it. Um, I, I, I don't think they'll go quietly into the night. You, you know, again, I don't think all of their assets are going now going to turn to Westby Racing. I don't think that's the case at all. But um, I do think that 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 well, I know that that they want to have the lineage uh, carry forward, re regardless of brand. I think it does wonders for them to, to, to be associated with the Yamaha team, other than something else besides, uh, besides Suzuki. It shows their diversity. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I feel real good about it. Again, I feel shitty because of the situation, but I feel good about it. Something, something good is, it is coming out of this for, for us personally. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, at the cost of someone else.
Paul, I know we're running out of time, but I got to ask Chuck one more question. It's a tough question, but I got to ask it to him. It's it's the question I asked you the other day, Paul, and you gave me an answer of, hmm. But Chuck Giacchetto, here's a question for you, and this is not critical in any way of Yoshimura. Um, but my question to you is, if Tony Elias would have won the championship this year, would they still have, have uh, Suzuki going forward? The racer in me says yes. I don't think so. Me too. And, and yep. the, the reason being it is because of what we saw at Yamaha. You know, I know it absolutely gutted and still guts the, the figureheads at Yamaha. And I'm talking from, you know, the, the receptionist out front when you walk into Cyprus or Kennesaw or Marietta to um, the porter that works in the back and cleans bikes. I think there's, there's something to, to, you know... It's hard to support something that isn't bearing fruit. And right. It, 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 it just, it, it, I mean, it could have been like, like suicide. And when I say suicide, I mean, like, you know, Keith and those guys can only drive the nail home so much. There's people on top of them that, that just like Don, that, that make the decisions. And they're looking at, at, at financials that are way beyond the scope of, of racing and talking about, companies with tens of thousands of people that work in them worldwide the other thing is it's not just here in the u.s let's be real i know guys overseas yeah. who own teams and their budgets are getting cut time after time a lot of them are going to the world endurance championship there's a bunch of focus on the championship in asia now there will be factory riders in the championship in asia so they're diversifying they're spreading out uh they're looking for new markets. I, you know, it, it, it's it, without being selfish, you, you have to be realistic. And, and, and no, I don't think that championship would have made a difference, unfortunately, because I think it's just a sign of, of, of where we are with motorcycle sales and motorcycle service. Um, with some, some, I shouldn't even say newer fans uh, not coming in as much as uh, older fans uh, unfortunately checking out and not checking out because they don't enjoy it. They're checking out because they're too old to ride or they're, yeah. you know, they're in their seventies and their eighties. Well, I mean with Yamaha, you know, they won the championship and it's, they're still involved, but you know, the factory team did change in a way, you know, they, they did change that. So that kind of was almost regardless of, you know, they didn't keep it around for another year as, as the factory team of what it was, you know, it's just different now, but it's same, you know, riders are the same and things like that. But, you know, it's, uh, things, things just happen on a scale. It's a global scale, like you said. So. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, I don't, uh, I don't think things would have been any different if they would have won the championship. I mean, they put up a good fight. They're there every single year. They've been there every single year for as long as I can remember. Uh, I honestly don't think this had anything to do with performance. I think it was a decision made higher up. And uh, it's just the way it worked out. But, uh, you know, I, I want to thank both of you for joining me today. I think we got a lot accomplished. I think we talked about some good things. I think we gave some informative information to, uh, to our listeners. And uh, you guys have a, a good holiday season. And uh, we'll get back with everybody uh, in a week. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye.